Is there anything that I can subtract and double down in my business so that I can get more next year? And are you willing to do the thing that nobody else is willing to do? Welcome back to the RMG Agent Podcast. Real estate agents, welcome to 2024. It's a new year, new opportunities in this new year to be able to really make pivots, launch, double down in your real estate business, and we're here to help impact and empower you and encourage you, and we are just so, so excited to launch off this new year, helping uh, people that we love, which are people in real estate. To help me launch this new year, I have my illustrious and wonderful, sometimes uh, sophisticated co-host Jake Bartlett. That was a really good intro. Well, I like that one. Sophisticated. That's new for me. Uh, I am jacked for this year. I'm jacked that we're in a new year. Um, no matter if you had a great year last year or you struggled, we're in a new year. Yeah. All of that's great, but you have to redo it. You have to reprove it or you have the opportunity to do more this year. And just like always, we do this to help empower, encourage, and inspire you. And so, yeah, I'm, I am stoked for 2024. Yeah. Uh, and we've done some really good episodes, and we've had some, uh, some good responses to, to that. So I'm very excited. That's great. You know, like we talked, uh, when we talked about leads, listings, and leverage, we talked about the idea of a lever and how it's, to, you know, it's, we use it to lift something that's too heavy just to go and lift. And as silly as it seems, you know, like in, in one breath, I can say, hey, nothing new, nothing changes. Like the calendar rolls over. It's now January 1st. Nothing changes. But there's something about the lever of that uh, mindset lever, lever of that new start, right? Like I went through a year, it was awesome, but now I need a lever to be able to keep doing it. Or man, that year was hard. Now I get this lever, just this little extra push with my mindset to help me step up, make changes. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about a new year and new opportunities. Yeah, for sure. And as always, check out our last episode, which was Listen to My Mom, Part 2. Yes. Which is uh, Market of the Moment, Part 2, which was great. You can check us out at rmgagentpodcast.com. Also email us at hello at rmgagentpodcast.com. And check out Action Guides, all sorts of stuff. So that's all there for you. Beautiful. This, uh, the first thing I look at in the opportunities for the new year is a little bit of a retrospect to me. Mm -hmm. And so I I refer to this as addiction uh, addition by subtraction. So is there anything that I can subtract and double down in my business so that I can get more next year? I love it. One of the things that happens when we roll into a new business plan or a new year or a new commitment is that we have this tendency to get really excited and kind of, you know, there's a level of energy that comes with that. And then we set out to do way too many things, mm-hmm. right? Or we don't uh, interrogate the reality of the things that we're doing. And so we get this this new set of energy and we go and we do the exact same things that we that we did that maybe didn't get us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And so I just love the beauty of, of your thought around this. And that is the first place that we stop when we think about new opportunities in New Year's is say, time out. What do I need to remove? What do I need to subtract from my life or from my business so that I add? Yep. Yeah. So if we're thinking uh, we finished 2023 with five lead generation pillars, inspect all five of those. Look at the ROIs. And is there something that you're spending 30% of your time on every single week that's only getting you 10% of the results. Is yeah. there something I'm spending 
80% of my time on, or not 80%, I'm getting 80% of the results, but I'm only spending 20% of my time on, can I take away that one that's not giving me as good a result and use that time for, for the one that is. Yeah, it happens with, with solo agents and it also happens with teams. Uh, you know, a solo agent can get really caught up in a, uh, a lead generation lever mm-hmm. that used to work really well, but because it used to work, sometimes you put that to bed, like, hey, this works, this is my go-to, I know it works. But over the course of time, it proves out to not work anymore or not work as well, but we don't go back and we don't inspect that. Uh, at the team level, and we've experienced this, where we will have three or four locations and two or three of them will be killing it with one lead generation pillar. And so we just assume, hey, across the company, this is one of our major pillars. Then we look at one location. For whatever reason, their their habits, their season of life, uh, and their skill set actually causes this other pillar to be stronger and produce more business, but we miss it because we're not going back and interrogating that. And so I think that where we start this new year isn't by what are all the new commitments I'm going to make, but what are the maybe the things that I'm going to remove or I'm going to interrogate reality around so that my commitments are more potent in the new year. Yep. And we go back to those three things that you get in your real estate career, mindset, effort, skill set, right? Yeah. And this really has to do with all three of those, right? Like you're going to have to have the right mindset. You're going to have to have the time to do the effort on all of your business. And does your skill set that you currently have match what you're planning to do and what you did last year. I love that, right? And, and that's one of those areas where if, if you go back in 2023 and you you see that you had a really successful year, it was a really hard year for, for the market, a really hard year for real estate, but there are people uh, that are watching this that thrived last mm-hmm. year. Okay, so that's great. Now you're bringing this kind of this thriving into 2024. Uh, is that good enough for you? Or can you go back and say, what was it really that caused me to thrive? And can you double down on that? Can you focus in on that? A lot of people had a really, really tough year. So now going back and doing a postmortem and looking at 2023 and say, okay, what what did I spend my time and energy and effort on that didn't yield the results? And then how do I keep from, you know, bringing that, that insanity of just being on that hamster wheel into 2024? Yeah, that hamster wheel was uh, was real for a lot of people. Sure. Uh, and I saw it with people that I worked with and also people that I'm friends with. Just, you know, it was a it, it was a grind last year. Uh, and, you know, I'm always in for the grind, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be uh, be tired towards the end of that. So, I, again, I'm just ready for 2024 and it's here and we're ready to move forward. You said something that really triggered uh, my next thought is opportunities. You talked about focused. Is there an opportunity that people could be doing to focus or specialize in something this next year? Yeah, specialize. I'm a huge fan of specialization, but I want to talk a little bit about what it means and what it doesn't mean maybe in a down market. So ultimately, most people, especially earlier in their career or people who are not professionals, uh, they haven't, they're, they're kind of still evolving towards being a professional. They have a tendency to, to broaden their reach, to try to, uh, to try to get enough opportunity. And so I, you know, I see that with my younger kids, my, my uh, oldest is 21. And so he paints and he uh, does lawns and he works in the hospitality world and he does this thing and he does that thing. And, and he's doing all these things to be able to make money and he's a hard worker and it's great. Well, fast forward into your professional career. A lot of people start doing that when things get hard, they lose focus. So 
specializing is we want to we want to be a laser. We don't want to be a floodlight. Mm-hmm. We want to actually make a massive impact with what we do. And where I think some people get this wrong is when markets get tough, people tend to have a desire to specialize around things that are either behaviorally comfortable for them or they really, really like, mm-hmm. right? It's it's neat. They like an area of town, so they want to specialize in it, or they like a price point, or they want to be a luxury agent, even though they don't have any history in that space. And that is a type of specialization but when a market it constricts, specialization actually is is kind of a more rough and raw concept. And that is, if you're if you want to do this right, so that you get the most impact in 2024, you'll choose to specialize in doing things that other people are unwilling to do. Yeah, we saw that when the market constricted last time. We saw people that specialized in uh, REO properties, right? Or they specialized in short sale negotiations, mm-hmm. and and what that actually looked like was you would have in a big office agents that other agents would send their short sales to because they knew that you know john would be the short sale specialist and you specialize in something that other agents were unwilling to learn or knowing actually had a huge impact on your business in a downturn uh, and that was just because that you were willing to un, uh, willing to do what others were unwilling to do. Yeah, it was interesting because I had some friends that were in some of the hardest hit markets in the 2006 to 2008 time, and they would work for three months for a $300 commission, mm-hmm. right? And so many people were just unwilling to do that. And yet you fast forward two or three years, they became the center point for uh, agents, for consumers, for institutions to pour hundreds and even thousands of deals through them because they were willing to go through that kind of sucky spot. And so when we go into this new year, uh, my encouragement would be look to specialize. So, So the question would be, where do you see an opportunity for money to exchange hands? Can you get in the middle of it? And are you willing to do the thing that nobody else is willing to do? If you do that and you specialize there, you will make a lot of money. Yes, and caveat to this, don't stop doing what's already making you money to right. get into that. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Is is when you when you specialize or you 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 niche uh, what you do, you limit yourself by way of focus, but you can actually limit yourself by way of opportunity if you do it too if you go too far down that yeah. road. There's a couple of uh, opportunities I think that are going to show up in 2024. Mm-hmm. Number one is distressed properties are 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 here and are continuing to be here. They're they're going to continue to be here, but they're going to be very different, I think, than they were the last time because. Uh, so many people in our country right now have a massive equity position in their house. So the idea of handing it back to the bank, that could happen because people freeze up and when they don't know their options, that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Number two is short sales. I don't think short sales will happen that frequently because there's a lot of equity, right? Mm -hmm. People can fire, sell their house and still get out from under it, maybe even make a few dollars. But what I think will happen is agents that learn how to work with sub twos and wraps and some things that are kind of scary and kind of on the fringe of what real estate agents have learned to do before. There's a whole world there to help distressed sellers be able to get out of a bad situation that's a big niche. Yeah, as we go into this uncertain world of what's going to happen with real estate commissions and all of these things, like the the topic that I just keep coming back to or the thought process is that I want to work with those people that really absolutely need my help and distressed properties. Those people truly need a professional and yeah. somebody who knows how to navigate those tough worlds. And so 
you want to be a specialist, you want to navigate this market, like that's an that is definitely an opportunity. Yeah. Do you know also like when we were talking that that I thought was wow, this could be a big big opportunity and that is that with uh with the disruption in our industry right now, working with buyers, if you rewind for the last maybe 10 years, working with buyers was a place that was kind of in some ways uh it went from an entry point in our industry all the way to massively specialized people that excel at working with with buyers specifically. And what happened what's happened is is that the skill set i think highly likely that the skill set of working with buyers will actually maybe even surpass the need of the skill set of working with sellers because if you work with a buyer in 2024 there's a good chance you're going to have to learn how to close for compensation mm -hmm. you're going to have to be able to sit down with somebody and have a powerful conversation and create an incredibly incredibly valuable experience for them to where they say you know what you are worth every penny i pay you that skill, not, not just to do it, but to be like, hey, I'm actually going to go headlong into this challenge and hone my skills so that buyers are knocking on my door to want to work with me. I think that that's a huge competitive advantage that a lot of people are going to be running from. Yeah, I agree. And we saw that um, little backstory. I actually worked at a brokerage that was only buyers for basically half of my career. Mm -hmm. And in these types of markets where it gets tough, uh, that was a huge opportunity. We had so many people that found us just based on the fact that agents didn't treat them right. Like it was a free marketing tool for us, how crappy other agents treated them. So if you want to be, uh, you want to be different, like specialize in buyers and know how to ask for the compensation and do a great job and give them the service that they deserve, like you're gonna set yourself apart and there's gonna be a massive opportunity and you're gonna be able to turn back to those people that you just helped navigate this and say, who do you know that I need help, need to help? Yeah. And most of those people know somebody. Yeah, there are moments in my career where I've had a buyer that has looked at me after closing and all of a sudden they had the realization that I just saved them $90,000, Yeah, right? Or I just did this one thing and they didn't pay attention to it, but a year later they call me and they say, holy smokes, that thing you did, I didn't realize what you actually did for me. Uh, and, and those are the things that you have to learn how to be able to articulate that first without somebody seeing it. But if you do it enough, the story grows. And if you grow your network, then that story becomes the reason that people start coming to you. And it's just, again, it's a big, big opportunity in 2024, I think. Yeah. Uh, one of the opportunities that I see for us, and it's something that's always an opportunity, but we overlook it as agents a lot, is investment in real estate or yes. or things. So what do you see 2024 looking like? You know, I think 2024 is kind of the, the tale of two stories here, or the tale of two cities. And that is that real estate agents uh, have historically been uh, very, very poor investors. And not that they don't do a good job with it, they just don't do it. Mm -hmm. So the handful of real estate agents that, uh, you know, wake up in the morning and realize, I have this massive opportunity to be first to market. I get to see all the opportunities first. I get to ask the question, should I buy this before anybody else gets to ask that question, right? That group of agents, they they have a tendency to build wealth over a long period of time, right? And it's a mindset thing that, that evolves into effort and skill set. But one of the things that I, I think is, is the story in 2024 is there's that there are some agents 
that fall in love with the dream or the idea of investing. And, and, and so the, the lure or the dream is reoccurring revenue. Revenue I can wake up and not have to go to work and create. And, and that is the dream. Like there's so much about that that's right. But the issue is, is that the dream is not the same as the goal. When this is your goal, then you wake up and you realize, if I want the dream of reoccurring revenue, I have to go to work and create enough active income so that I can invest. Now, not all investments actually require a lot of active income, but the reality is, is I see more agents than not that fall in love with the dream of investing and fast forward five or 10 years, they still haven't done it because their mind has been over here, but they haven't built the skill set. And they haven't created the active income. I would say uh, that fell into place for me and my wife a few years back. Somebody made that mention of like, you're the first one in the house for a property uh, and take advantage of it if you can, but not by taking advantage of the client. And we've actually bought a few rentals from clients and we basically just told them we would be interested in buying it. Mm -hmm. This is what market value is. This is what we'd offer. And are you interested? And in a few, we've had a few people say, no, we want to get, you know, what open market's going to give to us. And we go ahead and do that and list their house and help them sell. Or some people just wanted the, the convenience of having it uh, done quicker. Yeah. And not having to have their house ready to show at a you know moment's notice. It didn't need to have pictures taken, all that stuff. And we've actually bought from uh, our clients sure. and bought rental properties and they were super happy and uh, you know excited that we were able to do that. Yeah, and it just goes back to asking the right questions, right? If, mm-hmm. if I walk into somebody's house to, to list their property and I ask great questions, I might find that that person doesn't want their property listed. They want to sell it right now mm-hmm. and there's a value or a price that's fair and reasonable that gets that person onto their goals. Right, and if I know how to ask that question, I know how to facilitate that. Now I'm moving. Uh, I'm moving towards being an investor, and and ultimately that's what we want. Everybody who watches this, we want every real estate agent to wake up and think first. I'm an investor, mm-hmm. but what I want you to think is, I'm an investor. What is my next logical step? And in 2024, your next logical step may be. Go figure out sub two. Go figure out the distressed property market. Go figure out um, how many properties you can buy based off of your your income or based off of you know whatever metric you have. Or it may simply be you need to go sell a house. Yeah, right. It could be that simple. Yeah. So investment as a vehicle, right? Like as a car, your main business needs to be the gas that you're putting into that yeah. and not just spending all the time thinking about the car. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. One more opportunity for us going forward is partnerships. What are you seeing as partnerships that could be an advantage in 2024? Yeah, I think we'll probably do a webinar on on partnerships. I am very pro-partnership. I, I haven't always been that way, uh, especially when I was younger. I got a lot of advice to, to steer clear of partnerships. But over the years, I've learned how to be a good partner which I think is a, a big a big piece. Uh, but this has something to, there, there are a lot of different layers to partnering. And I think it actually starts with this question of, um, you know, we I think we usually start with this idea of like, hey, build your team. That's your lender. That's your title company. That's your home inspector. That's your insurance person. And we say build this team, right? And it's this great concept. But at the core of that concept is this question, are you a great partner? Mm-hmm. 
If the answer is no, that great team is never going to come together and create a lot of reciprocity because if you want to build a great team so that you grow your business, um, th- that is like that, that's the goal. But when you show up that way, it doesn't work out that way. When you show up to, I'm here to build everybody else's business around me and you choose great partners and now you you are a great partner, there's magic there. Yeah, so your definition of a great partner is, is somebody that I'm equally invested in them being successful as I am me being successful. Yeah, and that partnership mindset is also, the, I think, one of the fundamental mindsets that, that cause uh, an agent to be excellent with their network or excellent with their database. Because uh, somebody from your database calls and they say, hey, Jake, I'm really struggling in my business. I am missing this key hire or Sally just walked out of, of the company. What do you do? I go through everybody that I know and try to find somebody for them. That's it. I pick up the phone and I do what I do best, which is lead generate. And I call all my clients. I call, I call everybody. Like I am hell bent on finding that person talent. Like it's not, it's not even a question. It's just, it's automatic. That's what I'm going to do. But that's, that's what a partner does. Right. Right. And so if I come to the table fundamentally as a great partner, then I'm partnering with all my clients. I'm partnering with all the vendors that I use. And we are going to be uh, exchanging value at a really high level. When I've I've had really great partners in the past, like we're meeting very regularly and talking about each other's goals and talking about the things that we're both looking to do in the next quarter or the next month or all of that stuff, because it's top of mind for both of us and we win together. Yeah, that's exactly right. So taking it a step further, there's going to be people in 2024 that they need to uh, enter into some sort of a partnership, Mm -hmm. right? And it's really interesting because you get to see this because you, you know, in in our company, you grow the company, you get to Mm -hmm. have conversations with lots and lots of agents. And one of the hard things to, to see when you genuinely want to build wealth and wholeness with people is you see the cost of ego, mm-hmm. right? And, and the way that that presents itself a lot of times is in our industry, you'll have somebody who is like, they are not paying their bills. Mm-hmm. They've made somewhere between zero and $20,000 year to date. And you see them and you, you see like, hey, I can see the potential and I can see what's possible for you if you stay in your lane, right? If you become the best center that there is, you become the best guard that there is, but you need a team around you. You need other people with other skills to, to really cause that to shine. And then they say something like, uh, you know, Jake, like I have, I work at a discount brokerage. My splits are really great. I don't really want to do this. And you think like, I can net you three to four to eight times more money in your pocket, but you're caught up on this. And sometimes it's caught up on, on their name or their reputation. And if you, if you sell like two houses a year, you don't really have a name or reputation. You're just not big enough. So, so this in partnership, there's this element of humility that is, um, this is the role that I play best. And if I can play that, right, if I can be in the symphony, and I can play my instrument as first chair, that's awesome, right? You might not be the world's best conductor. That's okay. You might not be the best percussionist. That's okay. But if you surround yourself with those people and there's a level of humility to be able to get out of the way, you will make more money. There's also a level that's missing in that of like, you're doing all of this stuff that you hate. Yeah. And I'm showing you how we'll take that off your plate. Yeah. 
And not only will you make more money, but you won't have to do the stuff that you don't want to do right now. And it's definitely ego. Like I, I, I've had probably the same conversation, I don't know, 15, 20 times this year with somebody who's exactly that, like one to four houses a year. This, you know, this year is what they'll do. Zero to to 20 or 20,000. And I can show them the average agent on our team is going to do four times or more than that. You know, the agents have been on our team for more than two years or making five, six times that. I can show all of them with the data, but they, their ego gets in their way yeah, and they can't get around that. Uh, and, and it's, it, it's actually very sad for me yeah. with somebody that I care for. And like, I've built this relationship for and, and they can't get around that. And it, you know, it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, it's not everybody. It's not all the time. Right. So the, the thing is not like, Oh, you don't want to do this. It's your ego. That's, that's not the case. It's that, you know, when, when we show up in our lives and we raise our hand and we say, you know what, it's important in 2024 for me to be a good partner. Mm. Well, our ego shows up in our parenting. It shows up in our marriages. It shows up in our other relationships and partnerships. And if we identify that thing and say, you know, um, our ego is the most costly thing on our PL, right? Mm. Somebody, somebody told me that a good friend of ours, you know, said that. And we realized like this, this idea, um, you know, is, is, is killing my business. And maybe it's even killing other areas of your life. My encouragement is to ask this question. Do fear and ego have a seat at your board? And I think about that myself all the time when I'm going through making business decisions, I stop and I say, okay, out of all the voices in my head, <laughs> right? Yeah. Out of all the people that I'm listening to is, does fear have place here? Ego's the same way. Because if I look at my board of directors for decision-making and here's fear and here's ego, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm fighting an uphill battle, mm-hmm. right? If I can get on the other side of that by just simply making that choice, there is a lot of opportunity ahead of me. I think there's already enough fear in this, in uh, around real estate oh, yeah. right now. And we've done episodes on that. Like, don't let them sit at your board. Yeah, and it's, you know, there, there are just, there are these, these bad combinations in life, right? So when I see somebody who's, uh, arrogant and ignorant, <laughs> or when I show up arrogant and ignorant in a, in a time, like that's a toxic conversation or a toxic, like uh, you know, mixture. So ego, arrogance, ignorance, fear, all of these things, they, they play these big roles in our decision-making process uh, if we allow them to. And if we step back for a second, we say, Hey, it's a new year and there's new opportunities now we have an opportunity to think differently and to act differently. And that's, that's what we're trying to encourage people to do today. Yep. I think uh, we'll, we'll sign off on this episode. I think this was a really good one. My last kind of encouragement for, for you in 2024 is um, the landscape of our real estate business is rapidly changing. So stop using old objections to, opportunities that are put in front of you yeah. because it's not the same playing field that we were playing on two years ago or 10 years ago, or in my case, 17 years ago, yeah. like it's time to reevaluate opportunities uh, with where we're going. I right? love it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. So check out next episode, which is going to be uh, burnout dissolution and green grass. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. And uh, as always, hopefully this had an impact on you, encourages you, uh, and uh, empowers you to do more in 2024. So thanks, guys. Take care, everybody.